0: So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at carmax.com. Carmax, the way car buying should be. This episode is sponsored by Minima.Global and Circle. This is the Hash Podcast.
1: everyone you're watching the hash on CoinDesk TV if you've been watching for the last hour you may have tuned into our Twitter spaces CoinDesk's newsroom is still making sense of what is going on between Binance and FTX it has definitely been a tumultuous past couple of days on today's show we have FTX Binance Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian. I think it is probably the most hyped show that we have had in the last couple months, at least. I'm Jensen Assey. I'm joined by Zach Seward and Wendio. Zach, you are kicking us off today. Let's talk about FTX.
2: I will do my best. It is amazing how quickly things can change in this space. And that is what we're gonna spend a good chunk of today talking about now to get you caught up all sorts of stuff went down yesterday in which sam Bankman-Fried of ftx said that they had come to an agreement with cz of binance for binance to acquire ftx.com pending due diligence on the part of binance now according to a source today Binance is leaning against get, getting this deal done they took a look under the hood and it's not looking good according to a source talking to coindesk's ian allison this is a highly fluid situation something that has captured the markets and mainstream attention as FTX and Binance inch toward a possible takeover. There's so much to go into on this one. Really crazy stuff has been going on uh, in the trading world in the past 48 to 72 hours. But here we are now on the cusp of a possible deal. But then again, maybe not. I'm gonna throw this to Wendy for her initial thoughts on this whole Binance FTX thing, which has just gone crazy and so quick. What's up?
3: So there is definitely a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to break down. I want to come in with this from a business perspective. Business perspective means the LOI, the, um, the, in, the intent to purchase FTX or to acquire to save them is just an intent. It doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. A lot of people are complaining, especially on Twitter, saying that um, Binance kind of started this whole thing by fudding FTT, etc. But realistically, that might not be the actual case. CZ did put a um, a memo out, um, a statement out indicating what kind of happened. We don't know the exact story because we're not in internally. One thing I will say from a business perspective, it might not make sense after they do their due diligence process to actually acquire FTX. Another thing that's very important to note is FTX US and FTX official or FTX International are completely two different companies. Right now, FTX US is safe to use. However, people should still consider getting their cryptocurrency off of the exchange. I did that yesterday and my NFTs. Um, From a business perspective, it doesn't really make sense if if the hole is too big. Um, But at the same time, if Binance doesn't come in and save the day, how will this impact crypto regulatory wise on a global scale? I have a lot of people in my audience when they when we talk about global regulations, they say it's not going to impact the rest of the world and vice versa. Whatever the SEC does is not going to impact the rest of the world, which in fact it definitely could. These people, these public servants, they all talk together about what to do with crypto. Crypto right now is essentially ungovernable, and they're going to need to come up with some type of regulation with some type of control to establish a cbdc so we will just kind of have to wait and see as to what happens with this entire debacle
2: yeah we're getting some fresh reporting out of Bloomberg this morning that uh U.S regulators are indeed looking into fdx in the wake of this announced news from Binance I want to toss it to Jen for her thoughts on this and uh and other developments
1: yeah I have so many thoughts the first one I want to say is that I just want to give a shout out to journalism. You know, journalists are meant to help hold companies, organizations, people, the leaders in our communities accountable. And this really, this story started to unfold after a report by CoinDesk last week by Ian Allison. And I just want to say that journalists are doing their job, and it's important. And we will come out of this on top and I think that this was needed for that transparency that we talk about so much in this industry so I want to just shout out Ian Allison you know the concerns about Alameda Research's balance sheet came from that report and we're just tr- starting to see it unravel now my second thought is we often tell people on this show it said across the industry do your own research And I have to say for someone who's doing their own research, they're just getting into crypto, a doxxed founder and CEO who seems to be working with regulators who has these big endorsements, who has commitments to charity leads to credibility. And I feel for the people who did their own research, invested in the FTT token, put their money on FTX, because I don't think that there was something that you could have found that would have steered you in a different direction. I think this is a reminder of the industry that we're in, it's still very, very volatile. There's still a lot of uncertainty when it comes to regulation. We will get there eventually. And I just feel for the retail investors and the customers who are going to feel the effects of this. Zach?
2: Yeah, it's just really wild. You know, if FTX wasn't an institution, like a pillar of the crypto economy, it was certainly something that was seen to be pretty solid. So for this to sort of materialize over the course of 48 to 24 hours in which questions were asked, about potential irregularities on the Alameda balance sheet, how that possibly impacted FTX, its sister company, and then for someone in the market here to exercise action against some of this information that had had entered the space. And now for that to sort of accelerate into what sort of looks like a hostile takeover by Binance uh, acquiring a key competitor in FTX.com. It's gonna be interesting to see if this ultimately materializes, but again, we're hearing reports that potentially Binance is shying away from the deal after doing a bit of that preliminary due diligence we will see if this comes to pass if not i think there might be some really interesting questions as to what follows if there's no one who's there to backstop ftx in this instance then what and i think the markets more broadly are sort of puking on the possibility of further ramifications of another major collapse within the crypto space wendy tossing it to you saw your hand up curious for your thoughts
3: One of the things I will say, it was a little bit of a red flag to see the kind of interaction between Alameda and FTX, because that is their trading desk. And it's also interesting to see a lot of the different tokens and things that they're in. And one thing that I do want to talk about, we talk about transparency a lot in crypto. We have the tools, we have the resources to put a lot of these transactions um, to the public to show them what type of reserves are being held. And that's something that CZ mentioned is that we're going to start showing proof of reserves. Being X, which is a crypto exchange that I am partnered with, full disclosure, they've also put that out is that they are going to start showing proof of reserves. And I think it's important that all crypto exchanges that we use, if these exchanges do not have proof of reserves that they're posting and being very transparent about, you just shouldn't use. It. so i think that even though this is an absolute terrible thing it's a tragedy there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here that we will that we can expect a lot of self-regulation to come out of this with these crypto exchanges and say hey we're going to go ahead and show the proof of reserves and if you can go through that and analyze that and it makes sense to you and you want to use that exchange great but if exchange does not have proof of reserves especially after this entire debacle it's probably one that you may not want to use
2: I was just going to say, I think like the silver lining here potentially is that maybe more people move to DeFi on-chain things that provide on-chain transparency, as opposed to what we keep seeing time and time again, that a lot of these CFI institutions are black boxes in terms of what risk is being taken unbeknownst to you as a user of that exchange. So I think the silver lining... Dare I say the hopium that may be surging across the space is that this pushes us more toward on-chain activity in the trading space, pushes us more toward DeFi and that dream of intermediary lists transactions online. That's what crypto was all about. But I will say that most people interact with the space through intermediaries such as Coinbase, FTX, Binance, etc. I think this is a major black eye for the space going forward. But again, that little silver lining might be that the case for on-chain transparency that DeFi can offer, that might be the silver lining, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that just yet. Jen.
1: Yeah, to Wendy's point, I know there is a Coindesk article this morning that said I think nine exchanges are are scrambling to put together these proof of reserve reports. The fact that they're scrambling is a little bit concerning, right? I like that they've been pushed into, into action. I think that we can most definitely expect regulators to be on top of this i wouldn't be surprised if we see regulation uh, or at least a draft of regulation coming out that requires centralized exchanges especially in the us that are registered to have these proof of reserves Uh, i think it was two days ago when sbf tweeted our assets are fine everything is fine these are just rumors that are being circulated by our competitors i brought up a tweet on this show by, I think it was Zach Wall that said there is maybe one exchange that publicly uh, publishes proof of reserves and it would be so great if there was an industry standard so that people could make these informed decisions. I think that we are going to see it become an industry standard before the next bull cycle. Zach, I'll give it to you for last thoughts on this before we move on.
2: It is wild to see the steady lads, the steady lads vibe tweet has come to rear its ugly head yet again. We see it time and time again projections of strength that ultimately signal the potential downfall of former giants in the space. All right, Jen, you have the next story. It's related to this. I sauce it to you.
1: It is related to this. So you'll remember that in 2021, NFL superstar Tom Brady joined FTX and he may lose his entire strategic investment in the platform. So during the heart of the bull run, Brady and his then wife, Giselle Bündchen, announced that they entered into an equity deal with FTX.com and FTX US. Brady became a brand ambassador for the exchange and Bündchen and environmental and social initiatives advisor. So this was the couple's first public foray into the crypto world. And now they are learning about the extreme volatility and uncertainty associated with this industry. Wendy, I am going to kick it off to you. Tom Brady is not having a good year. And this just feels like the icing on the cake to that.
3: So I am very in tune with my audience over on TikTok, and there's a lot of different theories as to what happened between this celebrity couple's marriage. And unfortunately, we're gonna get a lot of bad press directed towards crypto because a lot of people are speaking about this public breakup. So I feel sad for them because they're probably not gonna get any of their money back, um, but they're not the only ones that are impacted. Pretty much anybody who invested in FTX at this point I would imagine is they're probably going through similar experiences. I think probably the saddest thing about it is is a couple of people that I spoke to. they had no idea that any of this was happening, and I know that there also have been reports that you know employees had no idea that this was happening either with f t x so it's very, very sad. I feel bad mostly for retail that was involved, and you know anybody who's got their stuff stuck on there it's never a good feeling to have your crypto on an exchange and locked. I have two already down for this year. So again, not your keys, not your coins.
2: Yeah, Tom Brady is not alone here. We're looking at big time crypto investment firms who are facing significant losses if indeed FDX gets sold to Binance on a fire sale. We're talking about some pretty staggeringly large rounds in the not too distant past led by Paradigm, led by Sequoia, big... Dollar rounds at big dollar valuations, north of 20 billion in some instances in these funding rounds. And that's probably going to be far, 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 far from what this is going to transact at if it indeed goes into the Binance empire. Again, this is all fluid changing. We don't know if this deal is gonna get done. It was announced as being conditional on due diligence. And again, according to reports this morning from Ian Allison, a source close to Binance says they're leaning toward not going through with it based on their preliminary research. But Jen, I'll toss it to you for your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah, I I think it's really interesting. After the uh, last ICO boom and then bust, celebrities really soured towards crypto. right? And then we saw them get back into crypto during the last bull cycle. They're partnering with exchanges, endorsing different brands. Sam Bankman fried was on the hash. I think he was still in, I think it was just after the Super Bowl and he said that he was rubbing shoulders with celebrities. They had turned their tune to crypto. They were welcoming the space again. And now this happens. I, I wonder how, you know, the, the celebrities, the people with a lot of money who are investing in the space, who maybe didn't know a lot about the space, maybe didn't really pay attention to a lot of the history and the volatility that was going on. I wonder how they're thinking about it. I wonder if they had, investments to the magnitude that Tom Brady had in FTX or maybe even some other projects that are down right now. And I wonder how that's going to affect uh, endorsements in the future. I think I saw both of you put your hand up, so I'll let you fight for it. You got it, Zach, Wendy. You got it. You I'm got challenging it. you to a, two a two. thumb war. Let's go. Okay. Ready?
3: No, really quickly. One thing right. I want to say is, is I think that celebrities, people of influence are still very excited about crypto but they're excited about the subset of crypto nfts we still see a lot of people participating that are very very active when when it comes to the nft community i've said it a million times i will say it again i think the next bull run after all of this blood is done will be brought in by nfts will be brought in by crypto projects that are creating valid utility for nfts um, platforms different things like that but again it's going to take a lot of time but have no fear. People are greedy. People want to make money and crypto is a great place to make money, but it is also a great place to lose a lot of money. Zach.
2: Yeah, whether it's for the hearts and minds of celebrities or the uh, potentially fair skepticism of regulators now and in the future, I think the impact of this event cannot be overstated. Sam Bankman-Fried had come to be seen as sort of an upstanding character, a straight shooter who talked a good game about effective altruism and pushed for positive change both uh, in the regulatory sphere and more broadly on a pro-social level. And for this to sort of reveal itself potentially what looks like some pretty risky business practices that ultimately led to the rapid demise of what was an emerging pillar of the crypto economy. I think that's going to leave a really bad taste in the mouth of everyone who saw that Larry David commercial, everyone who talked to SBF in his many visits to Capitol Hill, and many people working behind the scenes to advance a regulatory agenda that provides a common sense framework for how crypto can exist in the US. So those people are certainly fair to be calling BS on what has occurred in the last 48 hours. And I think that ramification, that that may be the lasting impact of what we're seeing unfold here and now is that people who had trusted SBF as a voice of the industry that was a credible voice in DC, I think that people are going to take a seriously askance, more skeptical view of what this industry can offer to US investors. And I think that's gonna be potentially really challenging for this uh, this industry going forward. But again, it's a, it's a time will tell thing. This may or may not come to pass this deal, and it's gonna be really interesting to see what unfolds over these next 48 hours, if the last 48 are any indication.
4: So here's a big question. What's the most important thing about crypto? It's not transactions per second, it's not convenience, and it's not even smart contracts. It's decentralization to achieve censorship resistance so we can all be free. Minima is a new layer one blockchain designed to run in full on a smartphone so that anyone can participate in building Minima's decentralized network as an equal. Join over 300,000 Minima node runners on the incentive program today to start earning Minima every day until mainnet launch. Get started at minima.global. Just go to circle.com backslash transparency to see why usdc is a trusted stablecoin
2: all right this is just a crazy day yesterday was so crazy but wendy you have our last story what is it
3: so i think this is a good thing kim kardashian looks to set to win investor lawsuit over ethereum max the case was picked up by the SEC because she did not, her Instagram post failed to mention how much she was paid to promote the EMAX token. I do believe it said hashtag ad, hashtag ad. Um, the Kardashian agreed to pay the SEC 1.26 million last month to settle charges. Now she is set to win the lawsuit as a judge dismissed the case and issues a tentative court ruling saying the lawyers were trying to act like the SEC. Hmm, hmm. Tentative rulings show how a judge is set to rule in the case before it hits court. Judge said celebs did not care to label the tokens as security. For obvious reasons, Judge is going to issue a final written order in due course. Jen, I would love to get your takes on this.
1: Yeah, so this is a lawsuit that was brought by people who invested in the Ethereum Max token allegedly after seeing Kim Kardashian and other celebrities post about it on social media. I know on Kim Kardashian's post she did use the hashtag ad that is something I I have harped on on this show before, but I think that if you are investing based on what you see celebrities posting as ads regardless of how much they were paid for those ads, you know, I I just I don't think that's a great investment strategy. I don't think that you have a uh, you should be suing that celebrity i think you should be doing your own research and educating yourself before putting your hard earned money to work uh, in some kind of scheme that maybe you don't know about so i i don't think that kim kardashian has responsibility in this in this specific area of the of the case and it seems like the judge feels that way too and i just want to reiterate do your own research and if kim kardashian tells you to drink diet tea or invest in something you've never heard of don't listen to her educate yourself wendy
3: i just want to say i know that a lot of retail investors we shop on amazon i'm a mom i like to shop for deals one of the things that i do is when i'm looking to buy a brand new product i look at the reviews i do my own due diligence in that i'm not understanding why people are not doing their own due diligence on um something that a celebrity says i don't believe celebrities i don't believe people with money i'm less likely to actually trust people with money so to me it's very silly but at the same time hopefully this is a good win for the industry because i do believe the sec has way
2: way too much power zach yeah didn't like didn't gary Gensler try to make this like kim k was like the poster child of like bad crypto behavior and he like made a video and it was like a big news story for that one day if this ultimately backfires that might be pretty funny that if it like if it doesn't work out uh as as advertised by SEC Chair Gary Gensler. So I don't know, I'm just kind of remembering this story. Everything seems so distant, given how much crazy stuff has happened 24 hours ago. But if you think about this, this is kind of fresh on the heels of that library case that was ultimately mm-hmm. settled in what many thought to be a very bad precedent for the industry and the issuance of tokens from US-based individuals. So maybe this, maybe it's the give and take of the, um, of the uh, legal process, but who knows everyone's gonna be watching sbf cz ftx binance for the rest of this day that's for sure all right we're gonna go do that that's it for the show today
0: you've been listening to the hash on the coindesk podcast network we would like to hear from you so if you have any questions or comments please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com subject line the hash or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player thanks for listening
2: Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with spot me and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card divided by Bancorp, Bank, NI, or Stry, Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.